When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you, you, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. The, the trade, the fake trade of the year has... It's been established. Everything from here on in will be compared to this fake trade by our guy Gordo. Um, Gordo, congratulations on having the fake trade of the year. Thank, thank you, Rob. It, it is an honor, and you know it's a privilege to be as widely hated by by two fan bases as I am right now. I love it. <laughs> I know. Welcome, welcome to the big world of national podcasts. Um, it is so. The we did a who says no trade proposal podcast which we always uh, have a good time doing and in this case you did the white Sox versus or not versus but the white Sox and the mets and i said i as soon as i heard it i thought that was a great trade that was a great trade because i thought on the surface from my perspective it filled the needs of two teams that needed to change things up and what it was, was the White Sox will receive top prospect, Brett Beatty, third baseman. Mark Vientos, who has been called up and isn't playing a whole bunch, power-hitting guy, just tore up Syracuse to be in the year to get the call up. And Kevin Parada, who is their top prospect right now, the Mets' top prospect, a catcher, but he's behind Francisco Alvarez. So there you go. So the White Sox would get those guys for a White Sox team that desperately needs an enema. Uh, it would seem, at least from the outside. Um, and I should make note of this, too. Just because Joe Kelly is the ambassador of this pot, of this movement, baseball is boring, he has nothing to do with these things. So, so just let's make this clear. He is not pr- proposing Luis Robert and Tim, John, uh, Tim Anderson trades. All right? Can we put that disclaimer on things? There you go. I just can be- confirm. I can confirm. I didn't discuss this trade with with. Joe All right. Kelly yeah. So he doesn't. He, he doesn't even know it exists because he's not on the internet. He's out selling books in Times Square. All right. And the Mets will get back Louis Robert, otherwise known as Louis Robert Jr., um, outfielder, and Tim Anderson, shortstop. So we put this up, Gordo. And it was crazy. At first, the first wave of people were the Mets people saying the Mets would never do this. Mets never do this. Never do this trade. But then it started turning, and I felt, and you tell me if if you had the same vibe, 
And it started turning and the White Sox people kept saying, like, what are you talking about? The White Sox would never do this trade. And right when that happened, I'm like, here we go. Mission accomplished. It's a great trade proposal. Is that, is, that, is that how you saw it? What was your takeaway when you start seeing the reaction? And right now, as we sit here, the, the main tweet that we had for this um, has 63 people commenting. They had a bunch of quotes, too. Quote tweets. Yeah, quote. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's it just two hundred and seventy thousand views. So it, it's people people all riled up, which is what we want. And to the whoever the guy is who we put up, and oh, I should make make mention of this. We put up a poll. I put up a poll a little while ago, and just because I want science to enter into the equation, polls are scientific. Of why we had this back and forth, the two fan bases. And so I put up a poll, and it's got over 100 votes. It was just a little while ago. And right now, it says 57%. Who says no? 57% the White Sox and 43% the Mets. Um, So, yeah. So, anyway, to whoever that was who said, I this is is make-believe. Well, that's the point. It's make-believe. I mean, that's until it doesn't doesn't become make-believe. Correct? I mean that's the whole thing. So um yeah, so anyway, what's your what was your like what was your like, oh man, what a day this has been. Well, it, it just it goes to show you that both fan bases kind of don't want to accept the positions they're in. And that's all of us as fans, right? Like the White Sox wanna the White Sox fans want to believe that this team is gonna contend the way it's put and they don't have to make big changes where they have to give away their best player. And the Mets, the Mets fans want to believe that this team is going to be really good. And then you can supplement it with these prospects that are going to grow into the guys. But the fact of the matter is that's just not where either franchise is, but the, it, it became painfully obvious that, that the fans are not they're, they're What is it? What is the expression? They're like too close to the trees to see the forest. Is that it? <laughs> yes. That's a good I think one. That's, I think that's what we're dealing with here. And, and I thought, and very well put, very uh, excellent job of pulling that one off the um, the uh, metaphor metaphor page of the Google machine. And I would say this too. It was a great example of how when you have prospects, especially ones that have tasted the major leagues a little bit, and had even a little bit of success in the major leagues, i.e. Beatty, then you do not you you overvalue them like crazy. Like you, I think you oh we can't possibly trade those guys. So in the deals that you're the deal that you're talking about, you have the guy in Beatty who they they feel like can handle himself in the major leagues, and he represents a lot of upside. Vientos like hasn't been even playing enough. But all you have is that the guy's hitting home run all over the place in Syracuse. And then you have the guy in Parada who anytime you say, well, that's our number one prospect according to MLB Pipeline and everybody else, well, we can't trade our number one prospect for, are you kidding me? Luis Robert and Tim Anderson. And then, and then you have the other side of it, like you said, where you have a guy like Robert in, in, in you're thinking, if you're the White Sox, well, he's good. Like he's really good, and and as we said on the podcast, like if you don't have him, who do you have? And Tim Anderson, oh, he'll turn it around. Don't worry. I mean, he's 
he's our all-star. He's he's we can't trade an all-star for for kids that we don't know. Are you kidding me? And I think uh, the last part well, before I let you, you comment, but I think another big part of the, this specific trade proposal is that I don't think Mets fans understand who Robert is. Like I don't think I, I just don't. I don't think they understand like how good he can be, and also maybe more importantly, how good a contract he's under. Yeah, right. I actually I think I think that's you hit it on the head right there because you you think about these prospects and they have all all this time to to develop under contract you know they're on rookie deals and you know Brett Beatty and probably Vientos are going to have 5 years after this year but Robert is going to have 4 years after this year like it's it's one year it's one year difference between those guys and Robert is already so far along in his development and yet has still has so much more room to grow like this is a guy who people when he came up said he was going to be the next Mike Trout and he's he's shown flashes of that like he hit, he hit over 330 one year like this is a guy who can be a bona fide superstar and I think that there's something to be said where getting him in a new environment a place where you know maybe the fans are a little bit oh yeah I don't I don't want to comment on the the Mets fans can be tough on you so maybe maybe getting into an environment like that could be good for a guy like Robert who knows but yeah he has a ton of room to develop and I think you also hit it on the head when you said that I think it goes both ways. The fans don't really know what they're getting in the other side. Yes. Because the White Sox fans don't like Mark Vient. I don't think Mark Vientos or Brett Beatty are on prospect lists right now. So like you, you look and it's like one prospect and two guys who are not having, you know, their stat, what Brett Beatty is. Brett Beatty's OPS, I think right now is in the 600s. So like you look up stuff like that and it's like, what are we doing? We're giving away our best player for a couple of guys who aren't really succeeding at the big league level and then a prospect. So you got you got to you got to dig into who these guys are. These are these are at least Brett Beatty is he looks like he's going to be a guy. Like Brett Beatty he's at times shown that he can be a guy. Well that that's again that's why the Mets fans if you talking so I so I put this out there with some of the writers who cover the Mets and they like Beatty, they love Beatty. They love Beatty. They love Beatty, right? And, and yeah, and, and so, but you raise a really, really good point about control. So the the I think Robert maxes out. It, the contract's kind of insane, honestly. And I remember an agent. Uh, yeah, well, I remember an agent telling me this is that when you do those extensions, the early extensions, you can't pile up the club options. Like that's where the club gets over on you. And and in this case, from the player's perspective that's where the club gets over on the player. Like when, when, right. when the, when you say, Hey, we'll do this extension with you player. And in this case, what was it? it was six years, 50 million or something like that. And it maxes out at 20 million on the second club option, which I think is 2027. And so you can't have those club options. You can't have multiple club options because that gives the club too much power. And I remember um, maybe it was Longoria. It was definitely Longoria who was like the, the premier, preeminent example of a guy signing up crazy early. Uh, Salvador, Salvador Perez was another one where the, they were getting like these three club options. And I remember talking to agents being like, and they were like, you can't do that. Like, that's crazy. That's just, it gives the, the, the club too much power because the whole trade-off in those extensions is well, we're gonna pay you. 
you might be costing yourself a little bit money, but you're 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 defined. You're getting certainty. But and with Robert right now, it looks like the way that he's going, and especially he's played played a few years. I mean, he hasn't really had a downturn. Like the the biggest thing with him was just well, you know, sometimes he glides through life, and he can yeah. be a little bit better. But where he's landed right now, Gordo is is pretty good. It's probably going to be pretty good for a while. Yeah, and and those options, if he plays like this, those are going to get picked up. It's it's each of the last two years are options at twenty million dollars, and with the way that the baseball inflation keeps going, and the way that he's played, like it's like the club is going to have that that control, and you're going to have to play well enough to get those options picked up. Yeah, and so let's go to the comments on some of this. <laughs> the comments are great. Yeah, I mean, our good friend Matt Kalman, who I used to work with and great guy, huge Mets fan, he says he was out of the gate. Like, he was right out of the gate. You're on crack. So he's coming from the Mets perspective. And when I saw that, because I know Kalman knows what he's talking about, I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh, here we go. Was was this, like, too much Mets? And then, uh, but then you had other people. And, like, so this guy, uh, Cuba Dugout, Phil Seelig. That's what I'm looking at, too. Yeah. Luis Robert turns 26 on August 3rd, roughly the same age as Aaron Judge when he won Rookie of the Year. Make of that what you will. I, I, to be honest with you, Cuba Duggo, I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> like, it's okay. 26 is still young, and I think that there is some room for him to get even better than he is. How much does – how much does – let's put it this way. Let's say that Robert goes into the free agent market – after this year, how much money? How much does he get per year? Oh man, if he was if would he, he get twenty million? He's yeah, he'd, he'd get way more than that. If All he's right, turning, turning twenty, he's going to enter his age twenty six season next year as a free agent. They'll, I mean, he would get, he would easily top thirty a year. Okay. I, All right. The, uh, true to the orange and blue, this trade makes Juan Samuel Samuel. For Lenny Dykstra and Roger McDowell, looked like it was a bargain 34 years later and still bitter about it. Okay. Uh, um, I love looking at the back-to-back comments. It's like White Sox need more. White White Sox win this deal. <laughs> like it's like the <laughs> uh, Scott uh, hashtag sell the team. Um, no thanks. They can have Tim, but they need to build the team around Robert. I think that's fair. I mean, that's you need to build the team around somebody. But but the point is, is that you have, I would say right now, you have the potential to have the cul- the the culmination of two stars of of the guys coming back. I'm going to go with Beatty. I'm going to go with some combination of Vientos and Parada. Because I don't, I don't know about either one of them. Like so, you so have like a dart throw at both, and you'll, you could get one. Right, but I think, I think Beatty can make an All Star team, and this is, this is how I like to view things. You know, to to start the conversation, and uh, and I think one of those other guys will probably will. Uh, at Dapper Duds said this is a bad trade for both sides. Huh? I don't understand that one. Like. Uh, uh, Louis uh, at Louis Klein eighty six Mets fans are high if they think the Sox would agree to this. 
Pat I love from the people. I love the people that that are like that say, "All right, I'm blocking you. You're you're blocked now. This is terrible. I'm blocking you." <laughs> okay. We had a few of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what to tell them. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, you got any good ones there that jump out? I'm just. I'm, I mean, there's a lot of good ones, but I don't want to take yours. I'm looking at Mets get fleeced and thanks. I'll keep Robert back to back. This is horrible. Let it die. They some there's there's White Sox fans that think that they're that we're Mets fans proposing this deal. What? No way. Ja ja ja. <laughs> well, uh, at SP SGP two two zero four. Not only does this trade make no sense, but Tim and Louie look absolutely terrible in those uniforms. That's fair. Um, I thought the graphics were incredible. By the way, that looks well. Great. That's that's producer Evan. He's, producer Evan, you do yeah, a fine job. That was yeah. They look perfect. It, he's he does a great job with that stuff. He does a great job with everything. Um, uh, Nathan uh, Laprete, Mets get fleeced in this. Um, Paul Dort says, "Love how both fan bases think this is a terrible trade for the team." Uh, these are three in a row, right? And then, uh, Joey J Nimmo 757, no way in hell the White Sox do this. So, you have Mets to get fleeced in this, no way in hell the White Sox do this. Um, I'm trying to find, I mean, this is White Sox all day. You're not going to find anyone in there that says, Yep, give it to me. I need it. Yeah, this this this, this is a win win. It's a great trade. The the great game win, of baseball. The great game of baseball is a real winner here. Um. So anyway, excellent job. You should feel good about yourself. Yeah. No, I love it. This is this is great. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I thought it was a good one when I put it together, but I mean, if we're let's double check on the poll. But you said it was uh fifty three forty seven, or was it fifty seven forty three? Uh. And all the comments. It's right now. It's fifty six forty four. Let's go. Which, which, uh, which, yeah. Which, honestly, it's that could mean some of the Mets fans are working or something. I don't know. Like it's, I, I'm. It's oh, this changed to fifty seven forty three, but it's. But at the end of the day, I think that you're gonna have. I'm gonna say at the biggest. I'm gonna say fifty five forty five. I was gonna say as long as it's. Closer than sixty forty, I feel like you're you're doing as good as you're gonna do. Yeah, it's again that's science. All right, all right, good job. Feel good about yourself. Science and math here on the Baseball is Important podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>